0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop Radio Station here. It's your boy, Josh Sanchez. And man, what a podcast we're about to have in store today. I have a lot of talk topics to talk to you guys about because obviously the Los Angeles Lakers defeated the Heat in six games and are the 2020 NBA champions. LeBron James wins his fourth and him and Anthony Davis were absolutely sensational with each other the entire playoffs. And quite frankly, we all knew that this series was going in the Lakers' favor. And the Lakers were heavily favored, and they ended up winning the series. So I'm going to talk about that. I'm also going to get into week six of the NFL. I got to talk about Tuesday's game between the Bills and the Titans. Derrick Henry with the stiff arm of a lifetime. Josh Norman, R.I.P. Josh Norman. Then I got to give my weekly picks and then also talk about the Eagles. What is going on? Travis Fulgham. So for this podcast, we have a lot in store today. So for the first topic, I also I obviously am going to talk about the NBA finals that took place. It was the lowest rated finals in NBA finals history. And I think a lot of that is due to a lot of factors, obviously a lot of um, white people are tired and upset with the political stance that black lives matter does. I don't get it. I don't know why people are up so upset about it. Again, everyone has the right to the first amendment and to voice their opinions on things. The fact that you guys get butthurt about it very, it just shows your bias and also shows what you stand for and who you ride for. So that's definitely one of the factors. Another factor as to why the NBA Finals ratings was down was because we are during a COVID-19 pandemic, and there's also football, there's college football, there's the MLB playoffs, there's the NHL playoffs, and everything's going on at once. The NBA basketball is usually played in the spring. No fans and everything too, so there's definitely like that factor as well that weighs into all the teams. Like, Are these guys really that good? Are they really going to show up when the fans are there? Or are they not? So that's definitely another factor that took place into these NBA Finals. But that being said, LeBron James was absolutely sensational. Again, he won his fourth. What this means for his legacy, honestly, LeBron James is already a Mount Rushmore player. You guys already know he is my top. He's in my top four. He's my number four. Um, Because again, when you compare players, you got to look at the era that they were in It's a huge, huge importance when you debate players, because all these players that are in my top four play completely different styles. You have Michael Jordan that is a shooting guard, one defensive player of the year, and and dominated his era. You have another guy in Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, arguably the best big man of, of all time. Won six MVPs during his era, won six titles, and went to 10 NBA Finals, just like LeBron James, and won six of them. And he was a center and played completely different. You have another guy in Bill Russell that dominated his era. Yes, there was only eight teams, but 11 championships is 11 championships. And when you go up against the best, you got to be able to beat the best. And that's exactly what he did. He was able to defeat Wilt Chamberlain year after year after year. And dominated his era. And then you have LeBron James who is by far the best player in the modern day era. And his legacy is still not even done yet. He now has title number 4. He is now 4-10 in the NBA Finals. So what does this title mean for LeBron James? Absolutely nothing when you want to compare him to arguably the GOAT of Michael Jordan. It means nothing. Now, if LeBron James wins a couple more, maybe you got a discussion for that. Maybe you, and, and the way how he wins the NBA Finals is also going to play a factor too. Because I get it, Jordan had his moments of passing to Steve Kerr and John Paxton. But Michael Jordan's sixth title, that last minute was by far the best minute an NBA player can have in the history of the NBA Finals. Locking down, getting steals on defense, and hitting back-to-back clutch shots to win your team in NBA Finals. I have to, I have to see that with LeBron. We have not seen that with LeBron James hitting clutch shots to win an NBA Finals game. He has not really had that moment throughout his career. He just hasn't, and that's no discredit to LeBron James, who has obviously won four titles. Been at ten NBA Finals and has won three different Finals championships with three different teams, so that speaks to his greatness and his willingness to just make his teammates better. But this title means absolutely nothing for LeBron James' legacy. We're gonna—it's gonna be interesting to see where Giannis Antetokounmpo goes in the N- NBA free agency. And also, kudos to Jimmy Butler in the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler had an amazing finals performance that, he, that we will never forget. Because again, you're down two of your best starters. Going up against two top five NBA players, top three NBA players of the game. And you not only win one game where you put a 40-point triple-double. You win two games and put up a 30-point triple-double. Jimmy Butler arguably had an amazing, one of the best finals performances in a loss ever. It's got to be right up there. And Giannis, if I'm Giannis Antetokounmpo, I'm looking at the Heat as a destination. They have shooters in Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. They have Bam Adebayo down low that can help you out on defense. You have Jimmy Butler that will do whatever it takes to win. And play whatever role he needs to to play. And then adding Giannis. That would make the Heat a legit title contender. Them and the Brooklyn Nets would be easily the top two teams in the East next year. If I'm also Giannis, I'm looking at the Raptors as another fit. Even the Dallas Mavericks have had talks about Giannis Antetokounmpo. Imagine Luka, Giannis, and, and KP. Oh man, the Dav- Dallas Mavericks would clearly be one of the title run, title favorites for next year because Luka, arguably the Mavs got robbed game one. They honestly might have upsetted the Los Angeles Clippers round one if Kristoff Brzingis didn't get ejected game one and didn't get hurt. That's how good Luka Doncic is. He had a game winner in game four of the first round. The man is ready to take the next step. And I think the Dallas Mavericks are going to be a top three team in the Western Conference. Watch out for them. And then also the Golden State Warriors are coming back. If I'm Giannis, I'm looking at them as well. Always got to look at the Golden State Warriors. Clay's coming back. Steph's coming back. Two best shooters of all time. They get a great fit in Andrew Wiggins. That is like an upgrade to Harrison Barnes from a couple years ago. And then they have the number two overall pick and can get a legit center or get get that added bench piece that can help them out. So those are the teams that we're just it's just where Giannis is going to go. That's mainly what this offseason is. I really don't care about the Marta Rosen or Martrez Harrell. Those two guys are good, solid role players for a team. They're definitely good. Like uh, they're good as like a third star of a team. Uh, Montrez Harrell is more of a bench guy coming off the bench is a big guy. But if I'm Giannis, I'm going to the Heat. That's my number one destination. You have a culture that's established with Pat Riley and Eric Spoelstra. They're in on winning. The Bucks are clearly not their destination for you. They can't build a team around you, and Miami Heat can. They they are winners. Jimmy Butler is a winner, and he proved that in this NBA Finals. If I'm not, and it's not as bad as going to Golden State, what KD did, it's not arguably did Miami Heat have a better overall team than the Milwaukee Bucks and also with this bubble and stuff no fans that definitely played a factor as well in the bubble so that's where Giannis if I'm Giannis I'm definitely looking at the heat if I'm looking to win rings I will put my money on the heat if they sign Giannis to win the title I'm having them come out of the east because they have their defense is already top-notch you get a guy that's a defensive player of the year, two-time MVP. Oh, it's a wrap. And it's a straight bully down low. Now with the Heat, they would need to get like a couple extra shooters, but the sky's the limit for for the for them if they get if they get Giannis. I'm taking the Heat to win the title. And sorry, Laker fans, I mean that. As great as LeBron and AD is, you have Jimmy Butler beat them twice. And you and you give him Giannis, oh my gosh, they are winning that series. But anyway, that is my basketball topic for today. Your Le- your Los Angeles Lakers are super or, or not super Bowl, are the NBA finals champions. They won the bubble. Their path to the NBA finals. Throughout LeBron James's career, he really hasn't had like a dominant like playoffs in terms of win-loss record. Where like he's been on a team and they've just rolled teams left and right. It's always been at least six, seven games. It's a dogfight every, every single year. This year arguably was his best chance, was his best case. Four and one against the Trailblazers. Four and one against two MVPs in the Rockets. And then four and one against the Denver Young Nuggets and the Young Nuggets team. And then four and two against the Miami Heat. This was a great performance for LeBron and Anthony Davis. And again, like I said about legacy, how it's how you win. Not just if you win, it's how you win. <clears throat> and the fact that Michael Jordan never went to a Game 7 in an NBA Finals shows his dominance. That's just another layer that adds on to it. He not only just won an NBA Finals. He didn't go to a Game 7 because he dominated Games 1 through 6. But that's another topic for another day. But you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. All you have to do is search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez every Friday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. I want you guys to stick around because I'm going to talk about the NFL Going to get into Le'Veon now, Le'Veon Bell breaking news, and also I'm going to get into my weekly picks and Travis Fulgham. But you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Hey everyone and welcome to the second topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Earlier I talked about the NBA Finals, my takeaways from both teams the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers, what this means for LeBron James, and I also talked about where Giannis Antetokounmpo should take his talents, and I definitely think he should take his talents to South Beach or to Dallas if he's smart, but anyway. Now we got to get into some football talk because obviously my weekly picks, I told you guys I needed a bounce back week. I went 0-4 and I and my record went from 7, I believe it was 7-1-1 one, one, to 7-5-1. I went 3-1 and one in my weekly picks, so I have to talk about that obviously. So now my record is 10-6-1. I picked the Steelers, I picked the Cowboys, I picked, as I'm double-checking, I picked the Seahawks to beat the Vikings, and I picked the Bills to beat the Titans, and the Titans absolutely steamrolled the Bills on Tuesday night. I didn't realize that the Bills were down their two best defensive players, though. Tredavious White is arguably the, one of the best corners in the game. You don't have him. You saw it, ha- it happened with Josh Norman. He's usually just a backup corner at this point. He's usually there for just add depth to help out the Bills. He's not the number one shutdown corner Josh Norman once was. And that's what Tredavious White is. He's a shutdown corner. And the fact that they didn't have him, if I knew that, I would have taken the Tennessee Titans all day. But 3-1. and one. So overall for my record, I am 10-6-1 on my weekly picks and stay tuned because I'm gonna get into that. I'm gonna conclude this segment with that. That being said, though, I gotta get into your Philadelphia Eagles because man, what a brutal, <laughs> what a brutal week five they had. Oh my goodness! And it does not get any easier because now they gotta take on the Baltimore Ravens. And I, and the only thing positive I can say about the Eagles this week is thank God at least 7,500 fans can show up at the link and at least shout and boo or do something. Maybe that'll energize the defense because the defense was absolutely pathetic. And to make matters worse, Doug Peterson and Jim Swartz's press conferences this week, these two guys are clowns. You have Clown A that has his red rainbow wig, and then you have Clown Number B That has this big, crappy, red nose that I just want to punch in the face. Jim Swartz is an idiot. He literally, him and Doug Peterson, instead of admitting their mistakes, they're like, no, 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 no. They're like, no, 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 hold up. Ben Roethlisberger just made a great read. He made a great play. I don't know about you guys, but all I know is one... The Eagles had plenty of time to call timeout and adjust that defense. And two, I bet anybody, if they see Nathan Gary on Claypool, who had four touchdowns, three touchdowns in the game at that time, ended up with four after the play. Anyone could have made that adjustment, Joe, instead of going short, go deep. It's an easy touchdown. Anyone. My sister can do that. Anyone can make that read. That is so easy, Nate. I mean, don't get me wrong. Gary is meant to be a backup, a backup line, uh, linebacker in the rotation. He's not meant to be an everyday starting linebacker. He has only missed five snaps this entire year. No offense to the guy, man, but come on. And I blame Hallie Roseman for not taking the linebacking position serious enough because you need to have a good, solid coverage linebacker in today's NBA, and NFL, not NBA, I'm sorry, NFL. You need to have solid coverage linebackers that can cover tight ends and cover slot receivers. That's what the modern-day linebacker is and get pressure and sack the quarterback. That's what the modern-day linebacker is. It's not like old-school... Linebackers like Dick Buckus. Like, no, it's not that type of linebacker. You need speed linebackers that can cover. And the Eagles do not have that. And their defense is going to continue to be torched, continue to be torched by tight ends and slot receivers and wide receivers across the middle until they address that position. Somebody has to be better. Nathan Gary is the worst Rated cover corner in the NFL. Someone has to be better than the worst. At least something. That being said, it's going to be even tougher because Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens love to run jet sweeps and love to confuse the linebacking positions. The goal of the jet sweep and all of the motions is to freeze the defenders for an extra second because during that extra second that gives your blockers and stuff enough time to react and make the block on the defenders which then creates gapping big holes you saw the rams do it against us in week two you saw the 49ers 49ers do it with us to a uh, to a degree a couple weeks ago and then you saw the pittsburgh steelers absolutely torch this eagles defense on the jet sweep it was all day with that jet sweep and what do I blame? That's the linebackers. That is the ends for not containing the jet sweep. I know it's easier said than done because they can fake the jet sweep and run it up the middle. But you have to be able to see that quicker. The Eagles defense is seeing it too late and their defense is getting torched. Wentz again threw two picks. The second one was more of a punt. Obviously, the Pittsburgh Steelers defender is an idiot. They're stat padding. I don't really care because I had Pittsburgh on my fantasy team. So I was like, hey, I'll take the extra two points. But obviously, if anyone had common sense, you drop that and you get first intent, first and goal. But anyway, Carson Wentz's first pick was absolutely on him. And I know Zach Ertz, there was some legal contact, but I don't know what you were seeing there. The only thing positive I can say is Travis Fulgham shows up out of nowhere he was drafted by the sixth round to the by the Detroit Lions. He came from Old Dominion University. UD fans, UD Blue Hens fans should know Old Dominion very well, especially with basketball. Uh, back back in the days. He's a stud. He already has more catches, touchdown, and touchdowns, and yards in two games than JJ Athega Whiteside has his entire NFL career. And if I'm the Eagles, I'm starting Travis Fulgham over J.J. Othega Whiteside all day. And now I can be more lenient. Okay, Alshon Jeffrey, if you need need more time, I'll give you more time. Let the kid ride, man. 10 catches, 150 yards, and a touchdown. He also caught the go-ahead touchdown in San Francisco. The man is big, physical. He gets open. He knows how to find the soft spots in zone coverage. And he held his own a little bit in press coverage. So I really like Travis Fulgham. I think he's going to turn into something special. He is the first receiver since Jeremy Macklin in 2014 to have 10 catches in a game for over 150 yards. That shows you again how trash Howie Roseman has been with drafting wide receivers for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm excited for the kid. I think he's going to be great. Do I think the Eagles win this Sunday? Hell no. I think the Eagles get steamrolled again. That defense has not shown me anything. And the fact that you have a head coach and a defensive coordinator not taking accountability for not making the reads and and complimenting Big Ben for his read instead of being frustrated and pissed off. I don't know what the heck to do with this with this Eagles coaching staff. I think that they're all idiots. And that's the worst spot to be in if you're an NFL franchise. You have D and Tweedledum on your coaching staff. And then you have another guy, Tweedledummer, dumbest in Carson Wentz, that has lost all of his confidence. That man has nine interceptions in five games this year. He had seven all of last year. Seven the past two years. Come on, man. But that being said, this leads perfectly to my NFL weekly picks because as I'm looking at the scoreboard, I'm going to start with the Eagles and Ravens, obviously. The Eagles, the Ravens are taking a trip to face the Philadelphia Eagles. I think this game's going to be a blowout. Lamar Jackson's going to run for over 150 yards in this game. I know his passing, he has struggled a lot, but you don't need to pass. When you have that jet motion and stuff, the Eagles are gonna have trouble. I got the Ravens winning 35 to 24. I think Travis Fulgham scores another touchdown, and everyone and everyone's getting excited with Travis Fulgham. The Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott, man, that is a brutal, gruesome injury Dak Prescott faced. He suffered a left, uh, I think it's either left or right, and I know it was an ankle, an ankle dislocation, but also a compound fracture as well. So. He needed surgery. He is out for the year. But that being said, Dallas has way too many weapons. They're facing the Arizona Cardinals who squeaked. They, uh, I don't really know. They lost to the Panthers, but they also beat the 49ers when everyone was healthy. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals in this game. I think that they win in Dallas. I think Andy Dalton is a good, solid quarterback, but they need to rely on that running game more. I like Arizona's defense in this game. I think Arizona squeaks out a win. Larry Fitzgerald has a comeback bounce back performance this week. And and the Dallas Cowboys are going to have trouble stopping Kyler Murray on the ground game as well. So, so far I have the Eagles losing. So I have the Ravens and the Arizona Cardinals. I think the Cardinals win 27. Nah, no, nah, it's going to be in the 30s. I think the Arizona Cardinals win 38 to 34. I think it's another offensive shootout Monday night. Another Monday game, the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bills got steamrolled and embarrassed last week by the Tennessee Titans. I think the Chiefs, and the Chiefs also got embarrassed by the Chargers. I think, not the Chargers, by the Raiders. I think the Chiefs bounced back and beat the Buffalo Bills in this game. I think Patrick Mahomes has a great bounce back game. So, so far I have Eagles, Cardinals, Chiefs. Next, you got to go with the Sunday primetime matchup between Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. I think the Buccaneers win this game. Green Bay is 4-0. They're due for a loss. No disrespect to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Tampa Bay, you know Tom Brady is fuming to go back after being embarrassed by forgetting it was fourth down. So... (laughs) I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bounced back and they beat the Green Bay Packers on a last second field goal, 27, no, 31 to 28. I got to remember a lot of these games are high scoring. And my last game I'm picking is the Browns and Steelers. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns to upset the Pittsburgh Steelers and give them their first loss. I think the Cleveland Browns have looked good under Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, and Odell Beckham. Their defense is also solid, and they love to run the ball. So I, I like the Browns to win 27-20. So to recap, I didn't really like Big Ben last week either. He, The Eagles defense is just trash. So to recap my picks for the week, Ravens, Cardinals, Chiefs, Buccaneers, and Browns. Hopefully I'll come back next week 5-0, even 4-1, I'll take that. But for the year, I am 10, I repeat, I am 10, 6, and 1 on my weekly picks. But this concludes today's podcast with Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Tune in every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcasts. Just search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez and I'll pop right up. Hope you guys have a wonderful Friday and a wonderful weekend. Stay safe out there, guys. This is Josh signing off. Swoop!